I rest my head on Raul's while he plays with He growls at the Honey, I say, be careful. You're me too hard. He kisses me to apologize and refocuses on the in his hand. <laughs> Disgusting. Hi, Bim. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. The sun shining. You know, I just feel. I feel optimistic. Yeah. I feel yeah. like uh, that song can be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little sluggish today, but oh. I'm excited to be in the studio with you. Good. I mean, I'm always excited to be in the studio with you because I never oh. know what you're going to unleash on me. And oh. that's, that's half the thrill. <laughs> um, this week, though, we are doing a lot of uh, thinking about yeah. things that we can do more of. I personally need more sunshine. Mm-hmm. Same. I need more financial freedom. Mm, same. <laughs> I also need a lot more of two people that Netflix recently threw into my path. Yeah. Um, the first is Alfie Enoch, mm-hmm. who is one of the stars of a new series called Troy. Yeah. And the other is I know one of your long term yes, faves. Yes. I remember I see your tweets. <laughs> uh, who is it? Raul Coley. Mm. Mm. This whole episode. Is about people that we want to see more of. Yes, give us more, more, more. In better quality things, but more. More. We need to see more of them. Right. And I think that in addition to Rahul Kohli Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from uh, Happy Anniversary and iZombie, and of course, Alfie Enoch from Troy, but also from How to Get Away with Murder. He played Wes, Mm -hmm. our tragic boy. Yeah. There are two other people that we're going to throw into the mix as well. Right. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Right. Also known as Ice Cube's son, who has exactly <laughs> Ice Cube's face. Completely. It's just stamped <laughs> onto him. Just gave birth to himself. Um, and then also, mm, my bae and yours. Yes. Stephen Yeun. Yes. We've talked Yeah, uh, we've talked about him a little bit before. Like it's never on enough. AM to DM mm-hmm. and a little bit online, you know, on Twitter. But yeah. But this time to, we're going to... Yeah, we want to... <laughs> We're going to sit in it. Yes. <laughs> We're going to settle in and sit in it. We're going to talk about Stephen Yen. And to, to help us along this journey later mm-hmm. on in the show, we're going to have the very, very amazing and capable and just someone who just knows her onions, both about podcasts, but also about thirst. That's Miss Brittany Luce. I love her. She is hilarious. She is. She's, and she's perfect for this. She, she really is. Like, she gave out, like, this dirty auntie chuckle <laughs> when we mentioned, like, you know, the topic and the people we're going to be discussing. And her whole face lit up. And I was like, that's, that's, that's the one. That's my baby. Like, it just felt like, oh, yeah. Britney's come home. So <laughs> So we're going to have a lot of fun with her later on in the show. But let's uh let's get into it. Let's let's go into this methodically. Yes, I'm All ready. Right. I can tell you're shaking in your seat. <laughs> <laughs> let's get started with Raul. Mm. Let's let's get started indeed. Oh, he's such a lovely, <laughs> handsome, bearded young man. Yes, he is. Um, I like him a lot. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I first saw him on iZombie, which mm. is a show on the CW. Right. Also the home of Jane the Virgin. Also a home of several snacks. Yes, The Flash. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, all of that. So it's a funny show. It's an hour-long 
dramedy, uh-huh, I guess. Uh-huh. And so when you when these zombies eat the brains of their victims, they take on the personality of the people that they've eaten. Is that permanently or just no, until they tempor- eat another brain? Right, temporarily until they eat another brain nice. or until like, it's gone through their system and they've mm. digested it in their zombie guts. Whatever. That's disgusting, but yes. I love it. Mm. So each episode is somebody becoming a different character. Okay. Right? And who does, is Rahul the zombie here or who no, is he? No, uh, Rahul is a medical examiner, Ravi Chakrabadi. And he is like the best friend of the lead zombie played by Rose McGyver. <laughs> lead zombie, my favorite. I love it. And her name is Liv Moore. Oh, I yeah, see. You get it. Uh, you did something there. Yes. Good job. <laughs> so Ravi is trying to find a cure for zombieism. So Ravi's played by Rahul Kohli. Yes. I see. He is funny. He's mm-hmm. a big nerd. It's clearly it's clear that he is playing himself, kind of, mm-hmm. but just you know Super. exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's this big geek, and he's keeping his English accent. Uh, Rose yeah, from he London. Is. <laughs> And um, he's just very funny. Also, just very handsome. Yeah. Yeah, he's got this really great thick beard. That and beard is... His hair. Listen, I once read a tweet where someone said, beards are often contouring for men. Mm. And, I mean, I agree, because that's just a lol thing to say. But yes. also, <laughs> in Raul's case, it really does add some, like, definition to his face. Like, mm-hmm. it makes it just solidly, you know, something solid yeah. to look at. And yeah. to just... You just want to touch it or punch it, yeah. but like not in a violent way. No, no, love. no, no. Yeah, like with a boob. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I didn't expect you to say that. Oh my god, Nicole. Okay, but also, so I started following Roll on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's kind of an asshole in that very British way, which, uh, you know, <laughs> we're no. Very, we're very proud of it. Thank yes. You. Thank you, you know, for noticing. And I'm like, I don't understand how British people get this reputation for being so polite and so, like, mm. you know, kind because y'all are mean as fuck sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's very true. I mean, that's how <laughs> we, in many ways, that's often how we show love. So mm. the meaner I am to you in terms of, like, how I verbally, jokingly, jocularly abuse you, yeah. is, truly, that's when you, you've you burrowed deep into my heart. <laughs> I'm like, oh, now we're well, together. Well, that is clear on Raul's Twitter timeline <laughs> because he's always calling somebody an arsehole. Um, he's he's also, also he's calling people a bellend, which I love. Bellend is a great yeah. word. But he's really funny on yes. Twitter. He tends to try to enlighten his audience, um, his followers, mm. with things about racism and xenophobia and things like that mm. because people, you know, they give him a lot of shit sometimes I, I I really do and I understand why people do and I wouldn't tell people to do otherwise and I, I just I always feel terrible when I see uh, a person of color having to well first of all they have their entire lives reduced to simply their race which mm-hmm. is you know unfair but then having to constantly speak out on it and that's the other thing as well just having brown skin by the way doesn't make you an expert right. on any of these things right. but somehow you're called upon to kind of speak for yourself and everyone else and right. it's it's a very difficult thing because if you don't talk about it you get some shit if you do talk about it you get some shit mm-hmm. so I, I i'm always very uh curious about how gracefully people maneuver mm-hmm. under these horrific circumstances of having to exist online but you have to fit all these different like ideas of what people think you are yeah and he does a good job he's funny with it yeah. and he's kind of cutting and really biting and like what yeah. the fuck and I, I appreciate that yeah but of course it really helps that it's coming out of this particular visage and like you know you've mentioned <laughs> his beard yes uh, I'm very I'm a very big fan of his beard it's so thick and just yes it just looks like he could live in it for like a few weeks before mm. you went out for supplies mm-hmm, like it's just mm-hmm. it just looks like but also 
He has a wonderful head of hair. Yes. It, that oh. looks also thick. And then he like swoops it up into yes, like this typhoon does. of love. Yes. I love it. <laughs> it's such a good head of hair. And not to be too base, he also has these really lovely lips. Yes. They're just nice. Yes. And every time he kind of talks, sometimes he, he purses his lips when he's thinking. Or, and I'm just like, <laughs> that's my only thought. My whole yes. head is just. <laughs> that's and he's got amazing eyebrows. Yes, he does. And you know I love dudes with eyebrows. I, well, that sounds weird. With good eyebrows. Okay. <laughs> you need to have just something. Again, If the, the thicker, the better. <laughs> Yeah, and he's such like a, you know what, Bim? I am not, sorry. I'm going to, we're just going to let that lie for a yeah, second. That's exactly what we're going to let it do. I'm sorry. Wow. So, he, I mentioned that he's, you know, geeky. He mm. plays a lot of video games. He's a, he's a total Star Wars nerd. Mm. All of that kind mm. of stuff. And so, a lot of his stuff on social media is talking about gaming and nerd stuff or whatever. Mm. And then every now and then, he'll hit you with this kind of thirst trap picture of his face like he's from the side his profile he has a great profile yes and he's arching that eyebrow bitch (laughs) (laughs) he's like yes i'm a geek yes i'm an actor but you're gonna get this smolder look at this (laughs) i love it you know how hot he is he makes me not hate that he plays guitar Yes, because he does play guitar. I know, but I, I no, I, I don't have time for men who play guitar. And Get the fuck out. When he's showing that he's playing guitar, like on mm. his Instagram or whatever, and Snapchat, mm. um, it's always something like fucking Wonderwall or something that's yeah. like real cheese ball. Yeah. yeah, no man should play guitar unless you're like in a fucking huge rock band. Yeah, don't ever don't pick it up recreationally. Just put the guitar fuck put the guitar down. Put it down. Just be hot and be smart and be talented in other ways. Yeah. But don't don't play any fucking No anyway, here's Wonderwall. I don't want any of that. <laughs> why don't instead of that, why don't you just squint at me and mm. purse your lips? Yes. He's got a great squint. Oh. He's just very, very hot. And I'm sorry, but I feel like Hollywood is missing such a trick. Yeah. Because if you're looking for tall, dark and handsome, Hello. Hello. A lot of his fans from iZombie mm. kind of did like this little, not a real campaign, but, you know, they were like, mm. make him the next Bond. And, you know, he he was like, I would love to have done that at some point. But, you know, he doesn't think that he's, yeah. you know, the perfect person for it or whatever. But I could totally see him. I could see him. If not Bond, because, to be honest, I love the Bond movies, but fuck it, man. What a, a holdover from a very different era. Mm-hmm. If, however, they were to give Raul some kind of spy vehicle, where he just gets to be all kind of smoldery and actiony, mm-hmm. I would one hundred percent be in the cinema. Also, let's be very real: he's working in in America on the CW, yeah. not in the UK. So, to be honest, he knows that of which he speaks. Mm-hmm. He is doing a lot of his he's he's doing all this work out here in the U, in the US because the UK is still still. I'm not saying the UK the US is that much better, right. but it's still better than that fucking rainy island. That we call home. So he's clearly out here just trying to just do what he wants to mm-hmm. do. And I appreciate that. And I just feel like he's he's made the effort, Hollywood. Yeah. He's come here already. Just yeah. fucking scoop him up, put him in a couple of really good <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm all here for the happy anniversaries and mm-hmm. all the other Netflix movies, but also, man, just put him in like a put yeah. him in a big splashy thing. Let him yeah. and he's funny. He's, he's talented. Funny. He could do it. And there are there have been scenes on iZombie where he's been, you know, a sexual being. Like he's been mm. a romantic interest and he's shown some kind of, you know, muted sex scenes for CW, you know, right, whatever. Right, right. But still, like to see him be a romantic lead is mm. awesome and I hope that he continues to get these kinds of roles and you know he has um he has a long term girlfriend that he, oh, does he yeah that he tweets about congrats and, to her I right. guess 
Um, <laughs> and he's also very affectionate with his male friends mm. to the point that, of course, a lot of dumb Americans are like, are you gay or bi? I will say this, though. That's not relegated to just Americans, but carry on. Well, I say that because, yeah, you know, I know. I'm, yeah. I know. But um, so they ask him about his sexuality and he's just like, it's not anyone's business. I mean, if I want to, yeah, if I want to talk about my sexuality, I will. I feel like he's just like, you don't need to know all of that about mm-hmm. me. I'm trying to keep this distance. And also yeah. it's not relevant. Yeah. You know, I'm going to talk about who I want to talk about and whatever. And I think that's really important. I think so too. Yeah. And I think about what, I think this happens a lot to people who seem to be very sexually charismatic because mm. then you want to, you want to think that for whatever reason, this person is whatever team you're on, you want this person to be on your team. I mm-hmm. want them to find me attractive or to potentially find me attractive. And that leads to a kind of like a very kind of in-depth. But the thing is, first of all, if you fancy Raul Coley, go ahead and fancy. It doesn't right. matter whatever team he's batting for. Right. If he, what's the thing that Janelle Monáe said? I'm considering myself a free ass motherfucker. <laughs> like, just live your life. It is not. It's not relevant to your enjoyment of his work. Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just lean into your thirst, whatever that may look like? Yeah, and just let it. Just let it wash over you. So give him the shit that he, we know he can do. Yeah, because he's doing it weekly on yes. iZombie. Give us more. Yes, and he's so he's so protective of his castmates, mm. and he's so grateful for the opportunity to be on iZombie because this mm. is like his first major long-term mm. role that he's had mm. and so he's constantly like defending them when people yeah. are talking shit on twitter he's constantly praising them and their upcoming projects mm. and retweeting their stuff and just being they look like they're a really good they have oh. a solid friendship oh. outside of work and that's beautiful, that's beautiful. you know so yeah. let him be in more stuff so we can yeah. see him we love a loyal snack yes, yes. just like be friends with everybody. Exactly. <laughs> and specifically with us. Come on the show, Raul, please. Yes. Yes. We're trying to get him on the show, actually. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's move on. Liv, I'm a tall doctor with fantastic hair and a British accent. All now, right. This guy I know is 100% up your alley, slash your, <sighs> up your rue, up your strasse. I know that you are a huge fan of him because I, I think he's cute. And I yes. think, you know, listen. I wouldn't say no. Right. But you actively want to say yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think he might be a little too young for me. I mean, but that's fair. That's a fair. That's I mean, you can feel that about many. Listen, that's not right. That's not wrong. It's just just the way you feel. Yeah. Because he's like 26. (laughs) Whatever. 26 is a very good age. That's it's a very good age. I remember being 26. (laughs) I was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we are talking about alfred alfie enoch yes he's just uh i saw him in new york actually oh yeah i was once at um i'm such a wanker but i was at a private members club (laughs) (laughs) oh god i hate myself but there he was Mm -hmm. he has this wonderful complexion yes very smooth smooth. up close it's even smoother and we Uh, were like you know we were in the same elevator uh and i was like you know what i accept it yeah, I accept yeah. it. Good job, Alfie. Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out to your Brazilian mother. Yes. Shout out to your English father. They did a good job, and you're the result. But Alfie has like, you know what I like about Alfie's face? Mm. It's incredibly open. Yeah, I feel like every emotion that he's feeling, 
is yes. telegraphed right across his face. Yes. I, I imagine he's a terrible poker player, but I want to play poker with him anyway to be sure. Oh, poker, huh? That's. <laughs> I said what I said. No, 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 no. Put your, put your fucking Marlboro Light slash Virginia Slims down, auntie. All right? Put down that bottle of Hennessy. I said poker. I meant poker. Okay. Mm-hmm, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good day. Um, he's been in quite a few things. Yes, he has. Obviously, most Americans know him from How to Get Away with Murder and Traffic Harry Wins. Potter. And Harry Potter. He was Dean in yes. Harry Potter. Let's yes. not forget the very important Harry Potter film. <laughs> <laughs> important English cinema. <laughs> Bless. Um, and he was also in an episode of Sherlock, The Sign of Three. Yes. He yes. was the guardsman who yeah. um, he gets stabbed. And they're trying to figure out how did he get stabbed. And he yeah. didn't know that he was stabbed. So yeah. it was yeah. actually really because he was he went to the bathroom and he was like shirtless for yeah, a second. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Shirtless for a second. That's my memoir. <laughs> Shirtless for a second. Um, and again, you know how much I love a little slim, yes, slim jam. What's your What's your wonderful phrasing? A French fry of a man. Jesus Christ! I hate you so much. <laughs> Just pick, you know that um, gif of Oprah when she's eating the fries and yes. she's like, <laughs> "That's me." Oh my god! With <laughs> we'll, we'll put this gif on our Tumblr. Don't worry about it. If you don't know this gif. Well, first of all, how the fuck do you not know this gift? But we'll put the gift up on us. And you'll see exactly what Nick Holman, because she just acted it out and it was spot on. It was actually spot on. But please carry on. Um, yes. And I am not one who's like, oh, there's a guy with dimples. I have to have him in my life. But I recognize that his dimples oh are God. a fucking ocean. They really are. They're so oh deep. Oh, my God. They're I'm so gonna, deep and they're so beautiful. I've got this clip from when he was on the Wendy Williams show. That's nice. How deep are your dimples? <laughs> oh, God. I can take no credit for that. And it's my mum. That's all my mum's doing. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay, but wait, Blowing my mind right now. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you speak with an American accent on the right. show. Right. But y- clearly you are deeply British. <laughs> it runs even deeper than my dimples. Yeah. Um... Wow. Oh. <laughs> a little bit shook by that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> sometimes the first overtakes me, and I go, oh, oh. <laughs> Wendy looked properly like, oh shit. Yes. <laughs> he said that so simply as well. It runs even deeper than that, Wendy. Bitch, what? That's, that whole episode, we're going to mm. link on our Tumblr, but that whole interview, mm. he is so naughty. Like his his smile mm. and his facial expression, yeah. so naughty. Not, I don't even think he's flirting with her, but he's just like, I could take it there, but I'm not going to. Right. And she asks very him, innocent. Yeah, this is from 2016. So okay. she asks him about his girlfriend and stuff like that. Mm. And you talked about his open face. You can see where he's kind of like, yeah, I really don't want to talk about my personal life. I'm going to answer your question, but I'm not going to, you know go fully into it because as we know Wendy Williams can she's Wendy Williams yes she's going to get whatever tea she can right Um, right that is her job yes but I love that little clip that surprise oh because (laughs) nobody was ready for him to be like as we say in my "Mm." country she never esperated it That's, that's that's fair. Do you know, one of my favorite things on the internet is, um, well, first of all, I have many favorite things on the internet, but mm-hmm. on Twitter, there's a lovely lady by the name of Boli Babalola. You may know her from having been on our show yes. uh, last season, yes. talking about basics. She bloody loves Alfred Enoch. Like, yes. A, she tweets like these long streams of consciousness <laughs> of, about him. So she does like a series of what she imagines Alfie Enoch to be like. So she, this, this is one that she wrote back in April 2016. 
Alfie Enoch is too stinking cute. Who would, rem- who would remember your mother's birthday? Memorize how you like your coffee. And there's a photo of Alfred just looking beautiful. <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> this is this is when she goes into her coffee order, as as imagined by Alfie. Mm. Skinny caramel mocha, dash of cinnamon, one pack of brown sugar. He pauses, small, aware smile. Not that you need it. Polo <laughs> <laughs> is insane. She's she's really really insane. She carries on and she says something like, "Show up to the art exhibition. Your trash boyfriend forgot about with your fave flowers type of brother. Read your blog, kind of brother." <laughs> sounds so thirsty and funny and i love bolu and i love those yes. tweets because they do nail and she for each of these tweets she has the perfect photo to accompany mm-hmm. so that you can imagine alfie being all of this yes. and more in your own life and that's how i feel i feel like he's such a clear boyfriend material guy yes like a sweetheart yes he's just really really nice yes really sweet but, but still not boring. that yeah that naughty side will come out though right. and i love it um his former co-star on mm. How to Get Away with Murder, Asia Naomi King. Yes. Who is beautiful. I have, oh, my gosh, she's so she's stunning. Oh, she's a chocolate drop of just goodness. Yes. Just beautiful. A lot of people think, and again, you know, we don't normally do the talk about these things, but, you know, there's rumors that they are dating, which is whatever, but the pictures of the two of them together mm. are, you know how in rom-coms, when like the couple finally gets together and then there's the montage of all the beautiful romantic things that they're doing and yeah. how like it's so beautiful to fall in love. Yeah. That's how they look together. That's very accurate. Oh my they are, God. They, they look like the rom-com that I'm yet to write, but I really want to. <laughs> Please do. I really want to. What I like about him is that he always seems very natural where mm-hmm. he is. Like he never feels like an actor. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because he's a child actor and he's kind of used to cameras and whatever. Yeah. But he has like a real kind of ease with himself. So I was very interested when he wrote something last October. So October in the UK is Black History Month. Okay. And he wrote this letter to his younger self about growing up mixed race in Britain and seeing racism in a different perspective after moving to America for work. Now, listen, I'm not really... um, I I like narratives of personal identity and growth and all that stuff. But, you know, sometimes I feel a little bit kind of, you know, like you just discovered racism and that's whatever it is, Mm -hmm. whatever. But this letter truly was something... It felt very, very sincere. Mm -hmm. And we'll link to it. It He wrote this in, uh, like I said, October 2017. It was published in the Metro newspaper in the UK. And it was basically just him talking to a younger version of himself. And he started off with Dear Alfie, which, first of all, I was like, oh, <laughs> um, because I'm basic. And he said, uh, last week, I was thinking a fair bit about Kwame Ture. You don't know who he is. And if I were to use the name Stokely Carmichael, that wouldn't help you either. Nor do you know Angela Davis, Huey P. Newton, Bobby Seale or James Baldwin. I don't say this to judge you. And he goes on to go on and talk about, you know, there's a great line in there also. I'm like, oh, is he trying to be a writer? He goes, mine is a glass house, so I'm wary of throwing stones. In mm. time, you'll get warier too. I was like, mm, all mm. right, all right. Look okay. at you trying to channel some Baldwin by force. Okay, do it. <laughs> um, but he talks a little bit about kind of coming to America and finding a new consciousness that he had lacked in the UK, which is not to say that racism doesn't exist in the UK because people will glom onto it. That's Because that's how some people were interpreting this letter. Like, you see, it's better in the UK. And I was like, sit your whole entire ass down. Shut up. <laughs> You're chatting actual shit right now. It is racist in the UK because it's racist everywhere. Surprise. Mm. And he just talks, you know, all this stuff about being a foreigner or everything that he's had in his identity as being 
you know, outside of mm. it and coming, all of that coming together in America, it gives him this new perspective mm-hmm. on his own ethnicity. And he's, you know, asking about what it means to be black in, mm. you know, in a white supremacist society. And people are going to challenge you and some of those people will be close to you and all that yeah. stuff. And I just thought, well, you know what? Of course, not all of us get to write our letters of self-discovery in, mm. you know, a fucking newspaper. Right. But I'm glad that someone has, and maybe that will help somebody along as well. But let's get back on the thirst road. Well, you know, obviously the theme of this episode is that we want to see more of these people. Mm. And right now, we don't. I don't see anything on um, his IMDb after this Troy series mm. on Netflix. Mm. Um, and I think that my, I, you know, I don't know what he's going out for, the parts he's going out for, the parts that are coming to him. But I wonder if part of the trouble in casting him is that open, cute baby face because it is hard for brown and black men or men who can be coded black Mm. because, you know, Brazilian identity is... It's what it is. It's layered, shall we say. (laughs) But most black men are going to be cast as, you know, kind of the beefcake guy, mm. right? The hunk, mm. the, um, you know, smooth, aggressive yeah. guy, smooth playboy kind mm. of thing. Or straight comedy. Straight comedy, exactly. Right? So, you know, and even even for that, you'd have to have come up as a comedian. Right. You know? I think, yeah, Alfie doesn't really, he has, like you said, that face of his. Mm-hmm. It's not really, I wouldn't put him into an action hero role. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He's not the next Will Smith in terms of kind of like bad boys. Mm -hmm. But he could be the next Will Smith in terms of Hitch. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, just again, you people just need to open your eyes and your your, minds. Yes, yes. I could see him, if he were to go back to a TV series, Mm. I could see him in one of those like spy workplace drama kind of things, you know, where he's the... The hacker or the mm. the smooth guy who goes undercover sometimes, yeah. you know. I still see him as a ladies' man, though. I do too. He has like that. His smile is quite sly. Yeah, for all of the sweetness of his yes. face, his smile. I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking right now? He's disarming. He is very disarming. And you know, talking about kind of dreamcast, I see him in a medical drama, mm. and he's playing like you know just this incredibly good, smart doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. I don't want him to go on to Grey's and he's already had his Shonda time, I guess. Right, yeah. But I just, I can see him in a white lab coat. I mm-hmm. can see him just kind of like, you know, holding the elderly woman's hand as he tells her she's got cancer. Mm. But they're going to do everything we can for you, Mrs. Shaw. Right. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. I just, I, he has like a good young doctor face. Yeah. And but then also- he goes home with her granddaughter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Accurate though, yeah. <laughs> Woodwatch, ten out of ten. Woodwatch. Oh boy, yeah. yeah. That's that's Alfie. Ten mm. out of ten. Woodwatch. That's my whole review. <laughs> You're always looking out for me. Now it's my turn. I've got you. We have in the studio with us today one of our favorite people. Brittany Luce. She's funny. She's witty. She's smart. um, She's just awesome. She's podcast royalty as well because she's had quite a few podcasts. And the most recent is The Nod, which she co-hosts with Eric Eddings. Prior to The Nod, they used to do uh, For Colored Nerds, which both you and I appeared on independently. Yes, yes. And I think I was your final episode. Yeah, you were were last guest. Oh my God, your history. Oh my God, your history. (laughs) Um, And basically, they just do stuff about race and pop culture and news and all this good stuff and Brittany herself is from Farmington Hills Michigan oh, oh. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god 
that's, that's how people greet each other in front of you. Oh, I'm really? Sure. I believe yeah. you. I believe you. That's yeah. actually the South got it from us. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Brittany is also a very proud graduate of Howard University. Another sound for Howard University. Hey, there it is. You. Uh, sorry, so I screwed y'all shit off. No, that's sorry. good. I love HBCU love. It's great, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Hello, Brittany. How are you? I am good. Thank you all so much Hi. for having me. This is so This is. <laughs> oh, she's so a dream come true. <laughs> right. But Brittany, yes, you're here. You're going to talk to us about a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. The first guy that you're going to be teaching us a little bit because I'm I'm not fully aware of O'Shea Jackson Jr. Mm. And I, you know, oh. I'm I'm like twenty percent aware. Okay, but I need to be brought up to full one hundred percent, and I feel like you're the person to do it. Yes, that's why I'm here. Yes, <laughs> why I'm here. So help us break break it down for okay. us. So O'Shea Jackson Jr. is the son of O'Shea Jackson Sr., <laughs> better known as Ice Cube. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today was a good day. Solid, solid, solid. I almost launched off into the Players Club. Just whole soundtrack. This is the episode of Sounds. This is the most I've actually used O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s full name. I usually just call him Ice Cube Son. I was on a plane and I saw that they were playing Ingrid Goes West. And I was like, you know what? This is like the perfect thing to watch on a plane. Then there came this scene in the film where Aubrey Plaza's character Ingrid is looking for an apartment because she's just moved to LA. Right. And the guy who she rents an apartment from is played by O'Shea Jackson Jr. Mm. Oh my God. I saw Straight Outta Compton and I was like, wow, you look just like Ice Cube, number mm-hmm. one. And I was like, this guy's actually a pretty good actor. So I'd seen the movie, but like, you know, when you're wearing like like a like a snapback and like a Jerry Curl wig. Do you yes. know what I'm saying? <laughs> How hot can you be? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I can only get so yes. into the visual. Yes, yes. But then when I saw Anger Goes West, I was like, who does he think he is? He was just so like, something I think that's missing. I, first of all, let me, first, number one thing, which mm-hmm. I think y'all would agree with. Mm-hmm. We are all thirsty out here for a romantic comedy. Oh, yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. 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 Every day. Every yeah. day. It's a prayer point. Yeah. Send that shit to like my mom's prayer group. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just help like, me out. We all deserve romantic comedies. And so I think that I find myself um, sometimes like growing attached to scenes in films that aren't romantic comedies that have some of those similar meet cute elements or mm-hmm. like that. Oh, where you yeah, banter yeah, back yeah. and forth. Same, same. And that was something that really caught me off guard was to see O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Aubrey Plaza, who you don't always think of as like the. Um, you don't think of her as like the as like the girl. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, she usually is playing like uh like more of a character actress type of role. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it was like to sort of see her in and she definitely she's definitely in one in Ingrid Goes West, but for like there are brief sort of interludes where she, her character and O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character um are like hanging out or just talking to each other and there's like a real legit spark and he's kind of got yes. like a little smirk going mm. on and he's got like the good eye contact and he's got yeah. a nice smile and also he's just he just looks like a my thing is it's like what i find appealing in a man is i'm like do you look like we're going to snuggle and go to home depot 
because uh-huh. that's specific what's, as fuck. Because that's what's really sexy to me. I'm like, okay, that's oh, great. Yeah. Washboard abs, mm-hmm. thick hair. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bone structure, lots of my all those things are great. All those things are great. Sure. Mm-hmm. But do you look like could I imagine us snuggling and then going to Home Depot? Mm-hmm. And when I look at O'Shea Jackson Jr., the answer is always yes. I hey. love that. I love the idea of looking at somebody and just being like, can we go to Home Depot together? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really the root of all my domestic drabbles. I yeah. really just want someone who's going to be at the, just at home. Yeah. It's like, but can you watch in the seventh hour of Frasier? Can you <laughs> sit there and mm-hmm. just, can you, can you deal mm-hmm. or can you not? Because mm-hmm. if you can't, just get to stepping because genuinely I don't have time. I really would rather be spending this time watching something on Netflix. Oh, I don't yes. have to vet you. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. just sit there and j- let the gentle comedy wash over you, for <laughs> fuck's sake. That's what I'm saying. After you saw Ingrid Goes West on the plane, we saw each other at something in Brooklyn and, you know, we were chatting about the show and you were like, I have so many thoughts about O'Shea Jackson Jr. But of course, at the time you said, I have so many thoughts about Ice Cube's son. <laughs> and I was like, sure, <laughs> fair. <laughs> I may have said that. That's exactly what you said. And, and I thought, okay, well, and much like you, I was on a plane coming back from somewhere also. Hello? And on the menu, it said, Ingrid goes west. And I was like, wait, Brittany specifically said mm-hmm. that I would find some pleasure and or joy in this. So mm-hmm. I clicked it and mm-hmm. I watched, I mean, I watched a good chunk of it before we landed. Yeah. But not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But you're right. He's so edible. He is so. What a snack! That's what I'm saying. And he has like you like a you like a hearty snack. I like a hearty snack. You know what I'm saying? I'm not afraid. (laughs) I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I like them however they come. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I also like a short man. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love me a short man. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I do. But I like them however they come. Yeah. But so when the the blessings are plentiful, I'm I'm grateful. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? I hope above it. Blessings of Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, no, I um I loved him in that film, and I also just felt like his performance was really. It was one of those things where I was like, how didn't? How was there not more conversation about how good? Just also how good his performance was. Mm-hmm. Like every time I found him, not just because he's obviously really handsome and sexy and mm. whatever, I found myself like aching to see him in another scene as right. I continued to watch. Right. I was like, Same. is he going to be in the next scene? Just Same. because he brought so much, like, he just brought so much life yeah. to the screen. Mm-hmm. But then also there was a specific sex scene in the film. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. So, <laughs> it's like, it. there's like, it's too much to explain, but there's uh, one defining characteristic of his character in this film is that he's obsessed with Batman. Yes, he is. Okay. And so, in the sex scene, there's like, there's like like Ingrid, you know, played by Aubrey Plaza. She knows that. And so like she's trying to seduce him. It's weird because like you're in a weird like moral place as far as like the protagonist at that moment in the film yeah. where it's like she kind of likes him, but also she's kind of using him. So like the seduction is coming out of like a kind of compromised place, but it's also kind of genuine. Right. So she right. dresses up in like this Catwoman mask. Mm-hmm. And has these little freaky little nails, yeah. like kind of Catwoman nails. It's mm-hmm. such an interesting scene. It oh. is. And it's like one of those things where it's like, you. I think you kind of go in thinking, okay, Ingrid is the only freako over here. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. But then you see the way he reacts when she <laughs> pops out with the Catwoman mask and like the chest scratching. And like, you know, My face right now, I'm just like, <laughs> I have to find this scene. Yeah, you you got to find it you because do. it's like. Even I'll put it like this: even if that's not something that you're going to do in your sexual off time, right? Mm-hmm. 
There's something about seeing somebody, whether it's, you know, an actor playing a role or whatever, right. or just genuinely in real life. It's it's some there's something so exciting about seeing somebody in a sexual situation who just seems down for whatever. Do you right. know what yes. I mean? Yes. And like I definitely got vibes where I was like, You're an amazing actor, but also Right. Are you down for whatever? Yes, yes. And that's what I liked about it. It's like, I think that a lot of times when I see depictions of male sexuality in films and in television, there's like a lack of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I think that sort of, it, it makes it difficult to sort of put yourself in the scene. I think mm-hmm. it makes it, I think it, I think it cuts off actually. It like doesn't help the viewer or really the actor to me access desire in a really mm-hmm. believable true and exciting way you mm-hmm. need it to be an entry point exactly right and vulnerability is that entry point like if you see someone looking a little bit less than like secure less than like the, like they know everything mm-hmm. that kind of opens up the door to kind of like huh okay now I can that's how you slither in yeah you know and I think that's a very interesting thing to kind of have in, in, in a sex scene because it means that suddenly you think this person is human mm-hmm. yeah you know, yeah. but yeah, that scene, that scene, oh, because I, much like you, when it started, <laughs> wow, that love, <laughs> when it started, I was like, oh, this is icky because, like you said, she's using him and yeah. it's weird. And then he's kind of like, no, 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 no one's getting used here. We're all in this together. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh okay, okay. What yeah. a scene. Oh, it was. Nicole, you got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to have to find this scene. I thought about that scene for a long time. <laughs> I will, I pushed it back. I was on the plane, like, I'm sure the person sitting next to me was like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> but I was, the plane, I was like, no, we need to replay this again. <laughs> it was just so, it was just so, it like actually, like it was kind of goofy. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Very it was weird. also something that you could tell that they were both 100%. Like both of those characters were so 100% invested yeah. in like the in like the moment yeah. that it was just like it made it actually a joy to watch. When you have sex with somebody that you really like and like somebody that you actually feel like is into sex in the same way that you are. Mm. Like, there's, like, a certain, like, game-recognized game. Well, yeah, You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that, like, that's what, like, that that it's, like, you have the excitement of, like, okay, this person's on my level, but also, like, the vulnerability of, like, ooh, this is totally new. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that there's, like, a certain vulnerability in the even just having the ability to be impressed. Mm-hmm. I can see that he was impressed in that moment. Right. And I was, like, this is, that's a lot closer. Like, all of those emotions are a lot closer to what, I think good sex is like in real life, yeah. which is missing a lot of the time from movies. Yeah. What's the um what's the guy who gives sex and relationship advice? Um and he says it's the three G's. Oh, Dan Savage? Yeah, Dan mm-hmm. Savage. He's like the three G's, good giving and game. Mm-hmm. So that's what sounds like is happening in this scene. That mm-hmm. his character mm-hmm. is good giving and game, like down to try whatever, but mm-hmm. also gonna give what he needs to give. Yeah. <laughs> God. I'm, you know, hey. A couple of ground rules, okay? Okay. I need you to tell everyone that you're my boyfriend. It's a long story, but I just need you to no, 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 say no, that I get it. And I see that you dig me. I dig you. I'll be your boyfriend. Okay. I'll be your boyfriend. Okay, whatever. Um, and also, no Batman talk. What am I supposed to talk about? I don't know these people. We've got O'Shea in Straight Out of Compton. Mm-hmm. 
Ingrid Goes West. Mm-hmm. He was in a movie called Den of Thieves, and I think he's either working on a second one, uh, a sequel to that. Mm-hmm. And then he's also going to be in this movie coming out next year called Godzilla, King of the Monsters. They're making another <laughs> sure. Godzilla film? Yeah. Why not? You know, they're making this... Um, <laughs> we'll never be full of Godzilla. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know how Marvel has the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh-huh. and DC has the Extended Universe. So now there's one of these movie production companies, they have a monster universe. So it's like Kong and now Godzilla and all this kind of stuff. I don't know if they're going to have a something connecting them beyond the fact that these are I mean, monsters. monsters. <laughs> but all that to say, yes, he's got stuff coming up. He's got stuff coming up, but we just he we want yeah, stuff. we need to see no, more of I him. I want to see more of him. I actually I I have noticed that like I think that he's getting a lot of I'm sure this is like part of what's uh, what it's like to be a like a black male actor is like you just get a lot of like Den of Thieves or like, you know, Godzilla like sort of like the actiony, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing like the heist yeah, stuff. yeah. Yep, yep. But I think that like I, I, when I saw like see between seeing him in Inger Goes West and also Straight Outta Compton, I'm like this dude can like do it. Like I want to see the him. Range. He has like the potential talent wise mm-hmm. and like charisma wise mm. to have a really like broad career. Like and I'd love to see him have like we all deserve a romantic. We deserve like t- ten black romantic comedies yes. a year. Yeah, you know a what year. I'm yes. Every minimum year. Yes. yes. Shout out to Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan. They, they've done their time. They've right. done their time. Like let's hand we it need over. A, yeah, we need a new generation we of rom coms. I know Shay would fit in so well because, and like mm-hmm. you said, he does have so much range. He's done art house. He's done action. He's done. I don't know. I guess. Straight Outta Compton is sort of a historical document. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of it. <laughs> He's done it. He can do it. And like yes. you said, he does have this raw charisma. Because I was watching Ingrid Goes West on this tiny little, you know, airplane screen. Yeah. And I was invested in this guy. Yes. And I was like, what's going on? Where's his car? What's going to happen? <laughs> I was so invested in him. Yes. He, so that was the thing. And because I had gone in with your bracing recommendation, mm. my eyes were so open. And I was like, Brittany was right. Brittany mm. was right. This Thank motherfucker you. is charismatic and he can do it. <laughs> he can do it. Just give it to him. I believe in him. Okay. Yeah. We all do. Aww. That's so sweet. Oh my God. Just adjusting your bra as you did that. <laughs> you gotta see the scene. <laughs> <sighs> all right. So we're going to move on to another. This is one of my favorites, one of Nicole's favorite, one mm-hmm. of your favorites, Brittany. Mm-hmm. I just, I just want to hug him and feed him. I feel like he's just such a babe, Stephen Yun. Wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Just first of all, amazing cheekbones. Yeah, amazing everything. That's yeah. true. He also has just the most wonderfully expressive eyes. I mean, truly, you yeah. there's a there's a there's like ten different stories going on, and he's just communicating with his eyes. This motherfucker can just act. Yeah. He can act. He's Ugh. so talented. And I'm handsome. So talented. And handsome. Yes. Mm-hmm. He just has this incredible, like we said, everything. Congrats on your face. Congrats on your everything. Yeah. yeah. He's charismatic. Yeah. He is just this presence. He has like the stillness to him that I really enjoy. I first saw him in The Walking Dead. Now, Nicole, you don't watch The Walking Dead. No. That's Mm-mm. fine. Me either. I don't. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm dealing with some people. But the thing I'm is, so your your thirst for him, your recommendations for him yeah. have, you know. They've penetrated. Yes. Yeah, they've cool. rippled out. <laughs> rippled. Thirst has ripples. Yeah. You're right. You're completely, completely right. Thank you, poet. But true. <laughs> Like it's never 
never been more apparent to me that you're actually a poet by joining. Of course, of course. But, you know, like I have so many, I have like two solid thirst, not actually three solid thirst objects on The Walking Dead. The first and just the king of it all is Andrew Lincoln. Right. Second is Danai Gurira because she is just everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Stephen is very close third. Like they're all in this basket of hotness. Just all of them I together. I like that. A basket of I hotness. Like yeah. yeah. It makes you actually want to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and well it was good now it's like less than good but it was it was great for like the first four five seasons just solid fucking gold and a big part of that is uh steven yen who plays glenn who is very much the um emotional and i suppose the human core of the story about death and decay and like you know the zombie apocalypse mm. and the thing about steven yen is <sighs> Even when he was firing on all cylinders on The Walking Dead, when, you know, giving all he could based on what they'd given him, even then you knew they were underusing him. Mm. Mm. Brittany, you have thoughts about Stephen also as well. Um, I had never seen Walking Dead before in mm. my life, um, but I saw Sorry to Bother You when I was at South by Southwest, oh, which yeah. was awesome. It was so <laughs> good. But Stephen Yun was in it, and I was just like, like there's this scene... Where he is talking to, like, a main female character in the film. Mm-hmm. And they're having conversation. I'm trying not to, like, yeah, you know, get yeah. too much away. But he's having conversation with um, one of the main women in the, in the film. And he, like, just, like, it was, like, his character was so, well, there were two things happening. So, one, his character was so, like, swaggerly and, like, Ooh, and, yes. like confident. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, That's how like, he is in real life. Like, Glenn is, like, this really mild character. And then you see him in interviews and I'm like, oh, my God, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> it disappoints me to hear that that's kind of how his character was on Walking Dead. In my mind, when I was watching Sorry to Bother You, I was like, I love that this characterization runs counter to many of, like, the stereotypes and assumptions you see about Asian men in movies and TV. Mm -hmm. And, like, he was just, he was so sexy and so fine. Like, his character was just that guy. Mm. And, like, I loved it. Like, Like, every single scene that he was in, it was just, like... He was doing something. It was like he was electric. Like, he was just doing something exciting. Mm. And, like, the way... I don't know. Like, it was like he was giving off something very visceral. Mm -hmm. And that, like, felt in certain scenes, like, very sexual, which was cool. Like, it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, like, you never... Like, when I think about that one sex scene between Gabrielle Union and John Cho from that... Was it Flash... ABC like show from like what a decade ago like I remember seeing that scene and being like okay here is an East Asian man like getting it the fuck in <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying like <laughs> yes. getting it in and I was like yeah like just because like you don't really like obviously yeah. people are people people do what they do people come in all they yes. come in all ways right yes. so it's like it's very bizarre to me as like somebody who loves seeing people of color on screen to continue to see the same sort of boring tropes recycled over and over again mm. so when I saw Sorry to Bother You and I saw Steven Yeun in that role I was like this feels like a, a really refreshing departure mm. and also too like when you going back to what you said Ben about his eyes mm-hmm. There were points where he was like he was say it was like whole ass sentences like he was just communicating Ooh, yeah in a way that I was just like okay I feel this like it was one of those things where it was just like okay like I follow him on Instagram now I know that he's like <laughs> he seems like a super he's also from Michigan super big yes. Detroit mm-hmm. Pistons fan mm-hmm. and like um, he seems like a really nice family guy do you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah, like, yeah. He, you know he got what I'm married recently he's got a little kid yeah cute beautiful yeah. Yeah. cute yeah. yeah but like when I saw like like when I saw him in, in sorry to bother you I was just like. 
now this we all need more of this man yeah like this is yes. you have your real life I support you of course great this man though like this character that you have pulled out here mm-hmm. needs to be like in everything like, yeah I just need like I'm so intrigued like, yeah and then I saw him on Ugly Delicious yes oh, so yeah. I'm gonna talk about that too because yes. I saw him on Ugly Delicious as well and I was just like god he's just he's just so dreamy yeah and he seems like so a cool guy. cool guy that was the other Smart, thing he seems like a funny, cool guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. intelligent and engaging and again not someone who talks over you know he's not trying to like assert himself into like this alpha he's just so comfortable mm-hmm. and he and the thing that you were saying also about the nature of some of the roles he's played recently, that was also the case when he did Mayhem, which came out last year. Mm-hmm. And the critics, again, went nuts about this. Apparently, there's like a really hot and heavy sex scene in that as well that he's a part of. And I'm like, what? I've got to rent Mayhem ASAP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. But apparently in that as well. And the critics, there was one uh, review I read in particular that made mention of the way... Uh, what did they say? They said something like, the camera loves Stephen Yeun. And I was like... That's it exactly. Yeah. He has, and again, he has like the swag in it, and he's, you know, even the trailer. Like at one point, he's kind of bloodied, and his shirt is all torn, and he's kind of walking. And I'm just like, walk this way. Yes, <laughs> it's just nice. And I was like, oh, Stephen. Like literally, I got like a catch in my throat. <coughs> Stephen, what? <laughs> like I didn't know you could do that, and he could, and he does. And I'm so glad that he's doing that. But then, you know, you've mentioned you've mentioned sorry to bother you. He's going to be in this film that got a five minute standing ovation at Cannes wow. called Burning. It's based on a Murakami story. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Apparently that's doing gangbusters. It's just like a really good, it's, you know, I think it's like number three in the Korean box office right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's doing really, really well. And I'm just, and he's, he also, when you when you hear, you know, he's done so many of these interviews, especially post Walking Dead. And he did one in particular with Vultures, uh, E. Alex Young, who yeah. has also been mm-hmm. a guest on our show. Remember him from the mm-hmm. live show. And he was so open and so yeah. honest. And he's just talking about his experience. And he's talking also, you know, he tweets a lot about this as well. Just like, you know, reminder to Asian kids, you can be whatever you want to be. But remember, be yourself. Because mm-hmm. he was talking about how he suppressed, you know, he, he was saying how he always saw himself as a funny person. Like, you know, he's mm. and I can tell he's a funny yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how he kind of felt that got a bit compressed and he was pushed into certain roles. And so that thing about seeing the seeing yourself how the world sees you as opposed to how you see yourself Yo. and it's something that has been echoed by another um, East Asian actor John Cho talking mm-hmm. you know a lot about the, the feeling of I don't want to do this but also I don't you know I don't know what you won't right. see me any other way it's yeah. very difficult and Ugh. again this thing about that tightrope of what I want to do and what I'm being allowed to do right yeah. taking on these roles that you don't want to do to get to the roles that you actually want to yeah. do right and, and in many ways you know The Walking Dead was like a big break for him because he wasn't required to be stereotypically Asian he wasn't he mm-hmm. was like this he was exciting and he was adventurous and he was gung-ho and he did all these things and he was I mean he, he didn't have like the immediate kind of like you know fucking cloak of sexual danger about him mm-hmm. <laughs> but he also was kind of like he was like this hot dude who went after stuff and there's a particular I mean there's a scene in the second season where he gets with Maggie okay so I have never seen this show Mate. but when I watched Ugly Delicious I believe they played they played a clip of it they played a clip of it and yes. I was uh-huh. like hold up hold up yeah. <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first time that I was like, I might need to see. You see, you dead, you see his butt. Like he takes what? off his dress. Yeah, and the, what I don't I, even like butts. But I, I was gonna say they don't put enough men's. Butts they don't on put. TV they don't. Me. They don't. That's just me. But this is the thing. Let me tell you something. The Walking Dead has never gone that dirty again. And at a time when we need it with Rick and Michonne, but that's a story for another day. But my point is, <laughs> that sex scene was specifically very, very hot. 
I really, truly, truly love him. And, you know, we've spoken about his eyes and so on, but mm-hmm. Nicole, you also enjoy something else about Stephen Yeun. Mm. His hair. Yeah. Ooh, I, you know, yes. anybody who's listened to maybe like three episodes of <laughs> our show knows how I feel about hair. I like... I like men with hair. Uh, I think it was for that Vulture interview. Um, there were some pictures and he's got like this bedhead look happening with his hair standing up in this huge, these big cowlicks. Now that's a face of a leading man. Isn't it? That's a yes. face of a leading man. In one picture he's looking, you know, silly, making a funny face. And the other one he looks kind of sad and, Pouty you know. And yeah. So I just like that a lot. Mm. And, um, you know, I've seen him in interviews and he's so playful and again charismatic and also just kind of sultry Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and not in a way that he's like being creepy to the interviewers or anything like that but it's just like that's his own aura that's his own vibe and he's just he's so laid back and like like if he were available Mm-hmm. He would let you know that he was available. You right. know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. He's just very attractive. Like yes. he, he he attracts, I think, because he's so confident. Yes, yes. He's so confident. And, you know, everything he says, you think, God, he wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't trip over his words. Like he mm. says, and he's so funny and goofy. Like he'll make all these jokes. And he he's, he's such a confident comedy performer as well, mm. which is why, you know, I'm so excited to see Mayhem because this idea of him kind of being a little bit dark kind of edged and funny mm. with it I'm just very into it so yeah cast him in more things yes he's got a load more of stuff things. coming up but you know it, like you could always have that's it. yes Ooh. and keep him being a sexual person how about that yes. Yes. you know we uh we still have 11 condoms yeah you see 11 condoms I see 11 minutes of my life I'm never getting back <laughs> I wasn't that bad was it I feel like he should sign into every contract. So I'm going to fuck in this film. All yes. Right. Just, just write it down so that everyone's kind of like, oh, okay. Just shoehorn it in somehow. Because yes. it's just nice to see. I don't even mean that in like a pervy way. I'm just saying representation fucking matters. It really does. It really does. I mean, I, I know this. Look, they put a lot of goofy people. They put a lot of goofy people in movies and on television. Mm, talk about it. very appealing. It's a thing that it comes down to for me. Mm. Attraction and mm. like being appealing and sex and sexuality are such a huge part of the way you live your life. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there are so few depictions that feel right or feel true or feel like mm. there's genuine attraction right. in them. It's not just a script that you're reading from, but it feels real. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Right. And so then to sort of like to see that. Also, with like, and then the chances of like seeing a person of color, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In that same situation that feels true and that feels real is so Mm -hmm. rare. It's even rarer to see a person of color in like a sexual situation in a film that feels exciting or true Mm -hmm. or like, you know what I'm saying? Just Mm -hmm. like genuinely like appealing. Right. So it's just like, give me more. Yes. Give me more. There are people out there that could do the work. Listen. People out there they can do the work. They're just waiting for the casting directors to just kind of like remove their blinkers. Mm-hmm. Not every day a muscled Chris. Love you, Chris Evans. But you know. Yeah. I feel like we can broaden the palette yeah. so yes. much. And it wasn't it doesn't take away from anybody else. No. But it opens up the door to so much more goodness. Like you were saying, the relatability factor. I want to be able to I just Stephen Yin just looks like truly he should have any number of boy next door jobs. Yes. Yes. Because yes. he is the hot boy yes. next door. Yeah. Yes. So make it happen. Make yes. it happen. O'Shea Jackson, make it happen. Make it happen. Rahul Kohli, make it happen. Yes. Alfie Enoch, make it happen. 
Oh, just more. Give us more. Love them all. Ugh. Yes. So much love. Brittany. Yes. Tell us where we can find you on the internet. Um, you can find me on Twitter at at BM Luce, L-U-S-E, mm-hmm. um, or at at The Nod Show. You can find The Nod wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, me and Eric and the rest of our team are just, we're just trying to, look, we put some down the feed every single week. Exactly. Yeah. Christmas, right. New Year's, <laughs> Memorial Day. It. We yes. appreciate yes, it. We so love it. Find us, man. Holler <laughs> at us. Holler at us. We're so glad you came yes, in. This has been you. one of the thirstiest and just the most. Uh, what a thank pleasurable you. way yes. to come back to thank work. You. Come back very soon, please. Look, yes. I'll come back. Y'all know there's somebody that y'all wouldn't let me talk about. We'll come back to it. Okay. <laughs> I'm there with you, though. I'm there with okay. you. We'll come okay. Back. We'll come back to it. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Brittany. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a delightful episode, just full of thirsty goodness and the incredible talent of Brittany Luce. Yes. Brittany <laughs> I love is, her. She's a professional great thirster and I appreciate <laughs> her for that because she never lets me down. Yeah. Gotta have Brittany back on. Um, are you ready to get into some fanfic wars? I'm ready for war. <laughs> I mean, that's a lie. I'm not ready for war at all. I'm actually grossly underprepared. But um, yeah, I think it's interesting that we both selected the same person this yeah, week yeah. in a group episode oftentimes one person will pick someone another and this time we were like mm, I know yes, who I'm writing about only one person <laughs> that we can write about um, and that is Stephen Young yes 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 and you know I did something a little different oh did you yes <laughs> oh god why is it gonna be I'm no, so no, no 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 it's not it's not you know it's in a play format no oh my god it's just <laughs> Stop. Okay. I'm going to let you go first because okay. uh, I feel like you have it all. You just, you look, you look enthusiastic and I want to, <laughs> I want to reward your enthusiasm. Because it's just because it's something a little different. All right. Than what I, I normally do. Let me find out. It's exactly what I wrote. But anyway, go on. <laughs> um, here it is. I sit on the couch and watch a Frasier episode while Stephen packs his things. I refuse to help him walk out of my life. He refuses eye contact. On the show, Niall sniffs Daphne's hair, and I turn the TV off. Stephen enters the living room, his hair standing all over his head in that I'm worried pattern, cowlicks leaning to the right. It takes everything I have not to walk up to him and smooth his hair back into place, like I've done a million times before. I can't fix him up anymore. I can't be the reason he wakes up with bedhead anymore. Stephen drops my keys on the console and walks over to me where I stare at the TV screen. It's ghostly reflections of us two on the nose for this moment. He leans over and tries to kiss my forehead, but I turn my mouth to him and taste tears on his goodbye. I won't help him leave. I won't make this easy for him, and I won't stop this kiss as the cold sting of farewell becomes the sweet heat of making one last memory together. (laughs) You're a fucking menace. You can get the fuck out. You can't see, but our producer is looking through the little booth window like, what the fuck? (laughs) Every bloody week. Jesus. (sighs) Nicole, well, you know what? That was different. And I appreciate it being different because, you know, 
we uh, contain multitudes. And, yeah. you know, this time it's a farewell. Yeah. You're killing it, baby. You know, sometimes that's a part of relationships, too. You know. I mean, I guess. <sighs> All right. <laughs> well, mine is not that sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a bit of Frasier, a bit of Niles, a bit of Daphne. Yeah. I thought oh it was my... interesting that I didn't know you yes. were going to say Frasier and I was chatting Frasier yes. earlier. Look at that. Yes. Oh my God. We're literally, we are, we're morphing yes. into it's one so another. It's so weird how in sync we are sometimes. <laughs> I love a mind meld. Oh my God. I love a mind meld. All right. So let me read mine, which is far, far less angsty. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for a balanced diet, you need some angst yes. with some, you know, all the yes. other stuff. So let's go. I looked over at Stephen's easel and nearly spit out my drink. What the hell is that? I squeezed out in a hiss. He looked over at me mildly, though I could see the mirth twitching at the sides of his mouth, bursting to be set free. What's it look like? It's a lady. He picked up his wine and took a healthy sip. I looked at the artwork we were supposed to be recreating. Van Gogh's Starry Night, posted up in front of the class and back at Stephen's own rendition. I raised an eyebrow, and he raised his, even <laughs> higher, right back. They said to paint what you feel, and what I feel in this moment is this lady. Look closer. He brought his stew a little closer to mine with one hand, and gestured back at his artwork with the brush in his other hand. He bumped my shoulder with his and nodded. Look. So I looked, and then I saw it. The woman in the painting had a nose ring. Her arms were extended in a pose familiar to me because I made that same pose every single day. Bitch. The brown of her skin was the brown of mine. It's me, I said. He laughed, ran his hand over his head. It's you. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. No, you have to leave now. Get out. <sighs> oh my God, he painted you in the stars. Just a little thing. Just a uh... little sip and a little sip and draw. That was it. You know, something I've wanted to do for a while. So I did it with Steven in this drabble, this fake fucking scenario. Yeah, that's what I did. Get out. I shan't. Uh, I'm going to sit right here. I shan't that was leave. beautiful. I love it so much. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you very much. So there you have it. Two uh, different flavors of Steven Yun. Yes. You like salty and you like sweet. We got them both. Um, <laughs> I'm really upset by that drabble. Get out. It's a good... Listen... If I can, if I can only destabilize and discombobulate you half as much as you do me, then I feel uh, like I've had a really good day at the office. So today feels like a real win for me, oh Nicole. My gosh. I feel my really bra fulfilled. Feels like too tight now. Oh like, just, just like whatever you do, please do not unclasp that bra. <laughs> just keep the girls contained, please. Can you do that for me? I will try. Thank you very much. Now, of course, listeners, you get the chance to vote. We put this. Oh my god, Nicole, stop touching your boobs. I really am touching. <laughs> I'm trying to hold them in place. They're going to burst out <laughs> and like fly around the planet to find oh Stephen Young. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Poor man. He doesn't even know right now there are boobs en route to him wherever he is in the world. It's like, what the hell? It's Nicole's per Nicole Perkins burst. Um, listen, you. <laughs> we're going to wait a little day and then we're going to put up the poll up on our Twitter, which is at Thirst Aid Kit on Twitter. And you can vote for either, like I said, uh, Salty Stephen. 
the salt of his tears, the salt of a goodbye. <laughs> or sweet Stephen, who has painted someone into uh, the painting at the sip and draw class. Um, it's up to you. Everybody wins, though. So yes. it's not really a competition in like the grandest sense. But we're going to call it fanfic wars because, you know, that's the kind of world we live in. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I guess that's Phew. it, Nicole. Yeah. It's been that's... a very thirsty episode. It, yes. Shout out to Brittany, who also brought her own new level of thirst. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all four of the Gimme Moors from this episode. Yes, um, we've got Raul Coley, yep. Alfred Enoch, mm-hmm. uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., yes. and Stephen Young. Yes. So, listen, if you're a casting director and you're listening to this show, I know so many casting directors do love Thirst Aid Kit. If you are listening to this show right now, I urge you to just go seek out the showreels of these four men, but more importantly, the showreels of a number of other young people out there in Hollywood. Some of them old too, some middle-aged, whatever. Cast your net a little bit wider. Try your best to not go for the same old, same old. Yes. So much talent in these streets. We've got a new generation out there. We're ready for them. Well, I'm ready. Yeah. Wow. Thirst Aid Kit is produced by us, Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewunmi, Julia Furlan, and TK Dutess. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. We're on Twitter and you can follow the show at Thirst Aid Kit. Uh, both Nicole and I are on Twitter at Bimadu, B-I-M-A-D-E-W, and Nicole is at T-N Whiskey Woman, Whiskey with an E, T-N Whiskey Woman. We're also on Tumblr where you can send us questions via the Ask box. Find us at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com and while we might take some time to reply... We really, really want to hear from you. If you need the services of the Thirst Sommeliers, call and leave a brief message on 765-884-4778. That's 765-8-THIRST. Or you can also send us, again, a very brief voice note if you're not in the U.S. And you can email it to thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. Listen, we eat ratings and reviews for breakfast, so please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review because we're narcissistic, yes. But more importantly, it'll help other people find and discover Thirst Aid Kit. If you love us, please give us five stars. If you live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag TACPOD. That's T-A-K-P-O-D. We'll be back next week. Stay thirsty in the meantime. We love you lots and we hope you're relaxed. Bye. Bye. Rahul Kohli is just like a... Yeah, like a bearded steak. Yes. Just nice. Yes. I had a steak this weekend, can you tell? Yes.